Lisboa, Bruxelas, Varsóvia. Europe is us with Dino. Europe is us, but who are we? Stay with us and you'll find out. I'm Dino, a journalist from Slovenia and your host, and I'm delighted to be back with our podcast made by youth for youth in this very special year, European Elections Year. Let's go vote. Come on, why not? We'll make sure to give you enough reasons to get up this June and vote. Let's shape Europe together with our podcast guests too. I'll discuss youth expectations with Mara Theresa Griminger from Brussels, Belgium, a young European and president of Young European Federalists in Belgium. Mara, let's get to know you. The floor is yours. So my name is Mara. I am currently the president of Jeff Belgium. This is um, a youth organization. Like And the whole name is the Young European Federalists. It is a voluntary position, so I'm not paid. And uh, that is why I am currently in the European Commission as a Blue Book trainee. I have finished my studies uh, last summer. And uh, I studied political science in three different countries. And um, now I'm living in Belgium, in Brussels where I also work and where I'm also doing my voluntary job. Before I did the voluntary position of being president of Jeff Munich and Jeff Bavaria. But as I moved around Europe and lived in different countries, it, um, it was a bit hard to continue this position. And that is why I'm now currently the president of Jeff Belgium, the national section here. What's interesting, Mara, is I saw that you have a European flag in your Instagram profile's bio. Would you identify yourself as a European? I do. It's funny because always on my CV, I wrote for nationality European. I do not write uh, German because, um, you know, if you have one of the national... Um, nationalities like one of the European nationalities you are also a European citizen so for example I'm I'm German but at the same time I'm also European due to the law just due to the law like it's the definition of if you are a European citizen so um, I'm always writing this in my CV because um, I really identify as European and not only German because when I was living abroad and uh, also studying abroad, I remarked that um, we have we have differences, but we also have a lot of in common. And um, I just felt like this European spirit. And also I wouldn't see differences and the variety as a default or like as something bad or negative, but rather as something positive and enriching. And um, so for me, being European doesn't mean that I'm not German or not Bavarian anymore, but it rather means that I feel European, but at the same time, I also feel German and Bavarian and um, I'm proud of being European because I know that I share some values. I have common values with other people from other European countries. And I think we, we can really be proud on this and see it as an advantage 
and not as a disadvantage. So, Mara, a basic but hard question. What do you expect from the EU? Um, I think what, um, like just for being a student and being a young person, I think it would be very important that uh, the European Union gets uh, more competences in regarding not all social politics. It's kind of a hot topic, if you say this, but... For example, you have, um, it's just my personal experience where I was like, okay, this could really be improved. If you're going to study abroad and you're not part of the Erasmus, there are a lot of different financial support that you can ask. And it all always differs in the different countries. So for example, when I was studying in Germany, I had to ask for, um, like I had to go to a um office and provide some documents then in France to another office with other documents another process and in Spain the same and I think just by harmonizing this already just like a financial student at aid to be harmonized would already help people to go abroad move abroad and not only during an Erasmus because Erasmus is great it's amazing but it's a bit short I would say and also the Like, I don't know, but there was a political artic article that said that the um, European Union wants to cut the budget of Erasmus+. Plus, and this, I think, is a bad idea because um, Europe is not only, like the European Union is not only something political, but also something cultural. And sometimes this is forgotten or it's not in the... In the, it's more in the background, but it's so important because people feel solidarity if they feel that there are common values and that there is a common culture. And you can experience this by going abroad or by getting to know people from another European country. So I think Erasmus Plus and everything that can help to like help people to go abroad is um It's just an advantage, but or also, I don't know, for um, people in the military to have easier exchanges, etc. Like, I think it's so important to have this personal experience and to have culture also as a basis of the European Union and not only like politics and um, and economy, economy. So, um, yeah, that would be like one point and community communication would be to give really concrete examples and to show what would be the advantages. And if I narrow down my questions a bit, what do you expect from the next European elections? A kind reminder for our listeners, save the dates from the 6th to the 9th of June to vote for people who will represent your values on the European level. So, um, yeah, if you look uh, <laughs> at the statistics, um, it means that we are like the next parliament will be a bit small, right? <laughs> Maybe not even a bit. Like it depends because normally um, statistics do a quite well job, but also it is a known fact that um, concerning the votes for green or um, for left parties, it is very hard to predict them. And so it cannot be said how, like in what extent the European Parliament would move more to the right. 
but for sure it will move in this direction. And uh, my personal expectation for the next, I don't know if it's for the next parliament, I think it's in general for the European institutions, it is to keep going, like to continue the pathway, because I think with the European Green Deal, a good foundation was laid, but now it has to be implemented and it has to be continued. Like we cannot say now, okay, um, I don't know, we have the Ukraine war, we had COVID, we are having the conflict um, in Israel and Palestine and all over in other places. So we just now focus more on geoeconomics and competitiveness and only um, like growth, economic growth. Uh, I think this would be not only a disadvantage, but also a big risk for Europe and the European Union, because the future for me is only having sustainable and fa social fair um, growth within the um, planetary limits and boundaries. And also to do more for health because like all of this is connected. And I, I think that it would be very important to not only see like one point or one side of this, but really to have like this global vision and to con continue the European Green Deal by implementing all the steps that have now been done. And also by keep pushing forward and keep setting higher targets. So um this would be a wish or an expectation. <laughs> Around Europe now with 25-year-old Andrei Stupu from Romania and 18-year-old Lara Heising from Germany. Will they vote this year? Voi participa la alegeri, voi vota la toate alegerile de la locale până la europarlamentare, participând că de când am putut să ne exercităm. I will participate in the elections. I will vote in all the elections, from the local ones to the European Parliament ones. I have been participating ever since I was able to use this vote. I believe that it is a responsibility to participate in the elections. It is a privilege to live in a democratic country that allows me to do so. And as privileges come with responsibilities, I think it's our duty to inform ourselves and have a fairly well-developed knowledge when it comes to the people we choose to represent us, the political platforms and the projects they offer us. Even if the ideas of young people may not be implemented 100%, sometimes they may not be implemented at all, it is our responsibility to at least choose the ideals that we are closest to. Therefore, yes, I am going to vote, and I'll go because it's my responsibility. Cei mai apropiați. Prin urmare, da, merg și merg pentru că e responsabilitatea mea. Hi, I'm Lara Heising. I'm 18 years old and I actually don't know whether I'm going to vote simply because I've heard very little about the European elections so far and have only just found out about them. I have the feeling that I am not sufficiently informed or can reflect sufficiently on the situation to make the right choice. And before I decide to support someone with whom I actually disagree, I should consider about voting at all simply because I don't know enough about the current situation. 
Back to Brussels, back to Mara. So Lara isn't very sure what to do. Is voting a responsibility? All right. What's your take? I don't know if, like, it's more like a right. You have the right to vote. At the end, you can use this right or you cannot use it. Um, and now I think there you have different positions because, for example, voting in Belgium is um, obligatory. So um, there you see it more like an obligation. But, for example, in Germany, it's not obligatory. So you can go or you cannot go. And I think this is a question of interpretation. Um, but what I think is very important is that people understand that having the right to vote is not a charge, but it's an opportunity because you can influence the future with your vote. And so at the end, it's a good thing because you can decide in what way the like the um, your country or the European Union should go together with the others. And um, I think this is the important thing to communicate that um, it benefits, it may, might benefit you and also the others. And I think the best example was really the Brexit, because there you had a lot of young people that did not go to vote. And um, at the end, uh, it's their future. We've got one more voice from Slovenia. Anne Irgolic thinks we might be taking the EU for granted. Evropska unija je z nami rasla, mi drugačnega praktično razen iz pripovedovan staršev ne poznamo, tako da je postala nekako samoumevna, čeprav še zdaleč to ni. We practically grew up with the European Union. We don't know anything else. And that's why, unlike our parents, it is also somehow self-evident for us, although it is far from it. Young people view the European Union proactively, pro-European. Our parents don't know very well what the European Union is, but the youth has the knowledge already in high schools and later on in colleges. Therefore, the European Union is practically part of our civic identity. Slovenia is a very small country. That is why the European Union is the one that gives us the European and later on the world context. Without the European Union, Slovenia would not have the influence it has today. Moči, ki nam jo daje in prisotnosti, ki nam jo daje Evropska unija v mednarodnem okolju, mislim, da ne bi imela takšnega vpliva, kot, jo, kot ga ima lahko danes. Back to Belgium, back to you, Mara. Would you say the motivation of young voters differs in small and big member states of the EU? Uh, oh, that's a, that's a hard question. Um... Like what is for sure that um, countries that are smaller, like from their size and that are also surrounded by more countries have a bigger interest in staying in the European Union and like other countries 
so um that's for sure but i think it's not only a question of nationality i think it's also a very personal question um and also as the the person stated in the interview it's a it's a it's a question of generation as well because we grew up without war and um like without war in the European Union. I'm not talking about the continent, I'm talking about in the European Union. So this is another reality um, that like we live, we have other experiences than the generation before. But I, I think taking something for granted isn't like I wouldn't say it's so negative because you can take the European Union for granted if like I I don't care if the person isn't like going on the streets every day and fight for the European Union but what is important that even if you take it for granted that you go vote or and that you mm, how to say it? In not inform yourself, but not do like things like euro blaming without a consolidated basis of information, or that you're providing fake news about the European Union, or that you're criticizing the European Union without any um, good argument. And for the very end, a few personal questions for you very short ones but they tend to be the toughest what's your favorite memory only one <laughs> um i think in general was um the experience to meet people from other countries and to realize um that they are not so different and your worst fear um my worst fear, my worst fear, I think, is really if there only is nationalism, there would be no European Union anymore and there would be war um, between the countries of the European Union. So this, this would be a dystopia for me. Mara, what's your biggest wish? My personal wish is... Um, to have a stronger, more solidary, more green, more fair, mm, more everything <laughs> European Union. So um, that we just get stronger together, that we grew more together, that we go in a good direction, that we try to be and get more sustainable and greener in order to provide our future generation a healthy planet and also a social fair and just transition so that nobody's left behind and um, to be open and to also a European Union that is open, but also that strives for changes and that goes for for changes and that is not afraid 
to to face challenges and issues and that can find solutions together. Thank you, Mara. Thank you, everyone, for your attention. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and listen to what we have to say because Europe is us. Lisboa, Brussels, Varsovia, Varsovia, Varsovia.